podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi there, welcome to this Ibrox, this is your Rangers podcast and it's your coverage of the Rangers women's team for a change. We're going to every month um, get together with my two contributors that join me now to discuss the the, the hopeful, very successful fortunes of the Rangers women's team um, this season. One familiar face rejoins us for the forthcoming season and we've got a newbie as well who we're really happy to have on board. Firstly, Claire Gemmell is back. Um, I'm really pleased to welcome the former club captain to the pod. Hi, Claire, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. Yourself? Yes, very well. Um, you've been busy. It's good to have you back on. I'm, I'm really chuffed that you've chosen to come back and, and help us out this season. It's wonderful to have you back. No, I'm really glad to be back and I'm looking forward to seeing what the new season brings. Absolutely. Hopefully, trophies. Um, <laughs> Lauren McKenzie joins us as well. Lauren, welcome to the team. Thanks, Scott. Um, I don't feel like a new because I'm in the WhatsApp group every day, but I mean, this is my first <laughs> podcast, so uh, yeah, great to be here. Absolutely. So in this review of the month, lots to talk about. We obviously have a new manager in charge. Um, pre-season feels like ages ago. Of course, Malky Thompson disappeared um, towards the end of last season. Joe Potter has came in. Um, she's in charge. We're going to speak about the youth. Um, we're going to do a little bit on the season so far. It's going to take up quite a bit of what we're going to discuss tonight, in particular the tie against Glasgow City. Um, we're going to do a little bit about the overall transition of the women's setup generally, because every day we do have the change from Malky to Joe. Even McDonald, of course, left pre-season as well, so we'll do a little bit about that. First of all, Claire, um, I want to speak about, you know, pre-season is, is often a, a a time when football clubs do change. Players come, players go. Um, in the women's game, um, it's no any different. And this season, they lost Sam Kerr, who's a big voice and a big personality in around the changing room. They also lost Emma Watson, of course, who have, we've, we've seen sort of progress. Um, a really exciting talent has moved on to Manchester United. How important were these two, from your memory, being in and around the club, and how important will it be to not being around this season? Well, as you said, I've played with them both, more so uh, Sam Kerr, and both very, very capable players, hence why they've moved on to to bigger and better things for themselves. And it's more it's something I think you'll see more of in the women's game as it as it continues to grow. Um but particularly for Sam, you know, she's such a big character and I think they'll really miss that. Just certainly off pitch what she brings and the energy she brings and then on the pitch. You know, she's the movement she's got, the way she wants to link. I, I would say up until now, what I've seen, that they're probably missing her in there at the minute, just that kind of link between the middle and the front. And then for young Emma Watson, I mean, she had some season last year. She probably actually didn't get as much time on the pitch as I would like to have seen her getting. I think she should should have probably got more, given the performances she put in when she came onto the park. But I'm... Again, I'm really not surprised to see her go down south and I think you'll just see her grow and grow, grow into the Scotland squad. I mean, you look at the the first couple of caps she's had, you know, scoring goals and just right. absolutely on fire. So I'm delighted for both of them to get the opportunity and it's exactly what you want in this country for, for the game to continue to grow and, and they're showing it can be done. Lord, and obviously they're probably the, the overarching um piece on it is the fact that both players have just they've they've went to huge football clubs, huge institutions in their country. 
um, Bayern Munich, a huge move for Sam um, and, and obviously Emma um, moving down south to Manchester United. Really big moves for them at crucial times in their career as well. Yeah, I mean, just like Claire said, that is, that's what you want to see with the women's game, especially here in Scotland. And it, it's going to inspire like the, new, the next generation of like female footballers here in this in this country. I mean, when I was younger and I was playing football, I mean, I was there wasn't even there weren't even women's teams eh, like at school or anything. I was like the only girl in the boys team. Eh, things have moved on a lot since then, and yeah, I mean that's that, to just to show that you can go for like playing in your wee school team to then go to Rangers, but then get the opportunity to go to Manchester United, Bayern Munich, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's a yeah, so huge deal. We wish them both, um, of course, all the best. And I'm sure we'll, um, we'll see um, a lot more of them on a, on a, from a national perspective as, as the season goes on. Claire, I, I mentioned at, at the start of the show, transition period, huge transition period um, for the football club. I think it was widely expected towards the end of last season when the sort of league never came back to our place. Um, that Malky would maybe step aside. I don't think anyone really expected that Damon McDonald was going to go um, almost in and around the same time. It was maybe the the start of what we were going to expect over the summer, that, that big change at, at the top of the tree. Well, in terms of Malky Thompson, obviously he came in right at the start of the women's programme going properly professional. And I think you have to give him credit for where he did get the team a title. He won cups with them, so you have to give him credit in that. But in all honesty, it was probably the right time for him to move on and for the club to then bring somebody else in. And I know you're going to touch on him later, but obviously they brought in Joe Potter, which I think in itself makes a statement of how serious they are about pushing on the women's game. So I'm not surprised to see it, but I definitely think it, it probably had to happen. Yeah. Um Although, as I said, Malky is a, a very nice guy and a very capable manager and coach. But and in terms of Amy McDonald, you know, obviously the board or whatever have seen that they've just got a different vision. And for whatever reason, I don't know the ins and outs of it, that decisions were made that Amy, Amy would move on. Um, and that's happened. What all them be put in place remains to be seen. But I would assume that they have plans since they then went and done that. But... We'll need to wait and see what they actually are. Claire, I've got a silly... This feels like a silly question, but I feel I need to ask it. Um, do you think, as a player, you will notice a difference working under a female as opposed to working under a guy? I don't really think gender matters in a way. I think it's more to do with the approach of the coach yeah. that then affects the player, if that makes any sense. So, no, I don't really think I'm, I'm trying to think i've worked under both male and female managers and really for myself the gender i didn't find was any kind of issue or barrier or, or what i preferred one to the other yeah. it was just the kind of style of the, the coach their style of coaching their how they wanted you to set up how they dealt with people how they dealt with players how they dealt with just everything in general that i think affects players more than anything to do whether it's a male or a female coach yeah. the only thing i will say from Joe Potter's point of view, which I do think is a benefit, is she's played the game and she's played it to a, a high level. So Absolutely. players, she can understand the situation players are in and what they might be feeling in circumstances. So she has got experience as a woman footballer yeah. that players can draw off of her and vice versa. 
Yeah, absolutely. Listen, if you're a follower of the podcast, you'll perhaps know that um, I was lucky enough to get an opportunity to speak to Joe Potter during pre-season. Um, a bit of selfless promotion for myself, that interview is now available on our YouTube channel. So if you want to jump on and have a look at it, you can. Uh, Lauren, one of the things that did come across from Joe that afternoon when I did speak to her is hugely passionate about the game generally, understands the, the size of the club, coming to Glasgow, doing the job. I think is very aware that it's her first management role, sort of full-time and the first one that she can really get her teeth into. Um, so far, I've been really quite impressed with her. I think there's definitely changes that she is making and continuing to make. Gelling is is something that I'm sure will come to um, within the next 30 or 40 minutes. But so far, um, I think she's hit the ground running relatively well. Yeah, definitely. In, in the podcast that, that you did with her in the studio, um, Watching that, I mean, I, I just think she's, I think she's fantastic. She really, really knows what she's talking about. That sounds really patronising to say that, but because given that she's a lioness and everything, but I mean, I could listen to her talking for hours. You know, yeah. I love what she's got to say. I love what she's, like, the, sort of the plans and everything that she's putting in place. Um, I love, like, what she's, like, doing in terms of, like, bringing, bringing in the youth and giving them their, their chances, you know. Um, she is, she's a very... And even in our post-match interviews as well, pre and post-match interviews, she like she's so engaging. She knows she she will say exactly what's gone wrong. You know, she won't she won't just talk the talk. Well, obviously this is early days, but that's the that's the impression that you get that I get anyway. Um, and that was a really good interview. So again, promotion for you. Anyone watching, go and watch Scott's interview. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. You can both come back. You can both come back. Listen, and Claire, one of, one of the things, and this is, this is a particularly relevant question because you're former captain of the football club. Um, when a new coach comes in, you're, you're very aware that they, they are on occasion going to make decisions that people may find a bit eyebrow-raising, um, but they were making the decision based on good info, um, Good intelligence. She changed the captain, which I think surprised quite a few of the support. Catherine Hill was obviously captain last season, and mm -hmm. Nick Dock, much loved Nick Dock, has has been given that captaincy. Um, from your perspective, with, without going into maybe that change, um, the captaincy role at Rangers. What 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 does that mean? I know you know Nick, so I'm assuming she's extremely proud to have have the armband. But I'm guessing it's important that there's more than just one captain on the pitch at match day. There is, and you know, it, it's a difficult one, and I understand probably Catherine how felt quite disappointed when Joe Potter came in and decided that she are no longer wished her to be, be captain of the team. But what Catherine needs to remember is it, it's, it is Joe Potter's decision, and she's come in and she's obviously seen something in Nick Doc that she likes as a captain, so she shouldn't take it personally. Different managers just like different traits in a player. And just as you said, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Just because you wear the captain's armband doesn't mean you're the sole person that's responsible for leading a team. It takes so much more than that. And actually, if you try and do it yourself, is where people actually tend to fall down. Yeah. Do you think the, um, the role is almost just as important off the pitch as it is on the pitch, taking into account maybe players that are out injured, we know that at the moment, you know what I mean, that the, the team are missing three players who you would imagine would be starters ordinarily. Um, that role of maybe making sure they're 
motivated, ready to go, aware that they're going to need to battle for their place when the opportunity comes up. Um, does the role, how, how do you split that role almost between the, the on-pitch captain and the, the sort of the captain that needs to sort of wander around the dressing room, make sure everyone's ready to go? And I'm certain you would have done that in spades. <laughs> well, this is, what I was, this is exactly why I'm laughing, because I absolutely had to separate it if you ever seen me play, because I was mental <laughs> on the pitch. I just, you know, on the pitch was so loud and whatever else. But to answer your question, you know... You do have to separate it. I think the thing is, when you're on the pitch, you've only got a matter of seconds to communicate with folk. So you, you don't really have the time to, to stand and put your arm around folk, just for using a phrase. But when you're off, you need to adapt and remember that not everybody's the same. So yeah. somebody might respond to shouting. Somebody else might need an arm around them. Somebody yeah. else might need encouragement. So it's trying to find what works for the players around you and, and then that's try to get the best out of them. But I would probably say the captain's role is more important off the pitch than on the pitch, to be honest with you. There's so much work involved in it, just as you said, even with injured players, you know, it's so easy for them to turn around and say, I am fine, I'm fine, but actually their head's down and how you try and build them up and, you know, along with the, the rest of the team, it's not just solely the captain's responsibility, but there is so much involved off the pitch. And it is true, you know, if you've got a collective together group off the pitch, you tend to see them performing well on the pitch together. Yeah. Lauren, we're five games in to the to the new season when we obviously record this uh, right now. Um, victory at Spartans, 6-1. Uh, 5-1 victory at home at Broadwood against Aberdeen. Victory across um, against Eva Oled's Hearts team. I think it'll be quite a decent team to watch this year, by the way. I think they might yeah. surprise a few people. Um, a one each that, that you and I were at, at, at Broadwood against Glasgow City, which we'll focus on in a second. And, of course, most recently, um, a win just at the weekend past against Partick Thistle, Kirsty Howitt. Um, a couple of people I want to sort of focus in on who I think have impressed in each of those five games. Chelsea Cornet, of course, injured against City. Um, and Kirsty McLean, really impressive in the centre of the park together. Mm -hmm. They've got a good partnership going there, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we saw it, um, obviously, at Broadwood when we went to see them against Glasgow City. And we actually saw Chelsea getting injured as well, unfortunately. Um, there were like a few partnerships that are building up, but with the injuries that are coming in now, you know, that's kind of like things are going to have to change and even we saw it that day as well and um, the whole formation had to change um i think they were were they playing four at the back and had to bring it not with three at the back i think and then they had to change the four at the back um and it's just i, I don't know how joe's going to get out get around this i mean because i think chelsea's going to be out for five six weeks maybe um that's potentially but um uh, don't know, uh, don't know how we're going to go sort of forward from here. Um, don't know what you guys think. Um, Claire, Chelsea had, start, had, had a really good start to the season. Obviously, two goals um, in the Spartans game, scored against Aberdeen, scored against Hearts, um, and did play well against Glasgow City at Broadwood and, until she got clobbered. Um, and listen, Lauren's absolutely right. She, if, if she is going to be out for a month to, to just over a month, it's a, it's a body to fill, but I think importantly, it's a body that's really started the season well. They have to fill that gap that that, that she's going to have left. And when you're missing people like Lizzie Arnott and, and Megan Bell, it's, do you know what I mean? You need to try and replace 
these people is very difficult. It is difficult and, you know, over the seasons I've not really hidden how much I like Chelsea as a player. I think she's so good in terms of a lot of the work she does actually goes unnoticed and it's only when you remove her from the team that you then see how important she actually is to it. Um, and I would maybe say on Sunday that was maybe a wee bit relevant as well, but I think she's, well, she was the last few seasons scoring, you know, but I think it's obviously something Joe Potter has been saying to her is that she needs to get more goals into her game, which she's obviously taken on board because she's done it. Yeah. And then that coupled with just her defensive work. And it is true. I mean, when you interviewed Joe Potter, I'm sure she said about Chelsea that how she trains is how she plays. And it is true because yeah. I have trained with her. So what you see is what you get with her. So she's going to be a massive loss. And I don't really think they have another player exactly like her. And that's the, the problem, is yeah. you're trying to fill her position with somebody like the likes of Medag, who is maybe not as mobile, but has obviously got an amazing passing range. Yeah. So that's just what Joe Potter's going to need to think about and how she then balances the midfield. And I mean, I think to to just back up what a good start of the season she had, I'm, she, she was nominated for Player of the Month, I'm sure. Um, I mean, just she had an excellent start of the season. And um, listen, I think ultimately you just hope that she gets into a, a, a period of fitness before maybe the bigger games. I think they play um, Celtic in October and Glasgow City shortly again after it. You, you want her around and fit for those games. Claire, does it... Does Chelsea being unavailable, does it add a little bit to the pressure that maybe is already being heaped on, on Kirsty McLean? I think everyone appreciates what a, a talented young footballer she is. Um, do you think maybe it adds, it just adds a bit more weight onto her shoulders as far as, as maybe carrying teams in the centre of the park? She's good enough to do it, um, but she's still very young to do it. She's more than capable, but in all honesty, I don't think she should feel pressure like that particularly being so young, she's out there to do her job, not Chelsea's. So whatever player comes in for Chelsea is responsible for doing her role. Obviously, they won't do it in the exact same way Chelsea will, but I don't think the pressure then falls to Kirsty McLean because they're very two different players. So obviously, they just blend quite well together, or certainly Joe Potter thinks they blend quite well together. But... The, the problem I think Rangers have got is they actually have a lot of injuries. It's not just Chelsea. You know, Rachel Rose out injured, who I was impressed with in yeah. her first couple of games. I think she picks the ball up and drives at players, which was missing. You know, Sam Kerr maybe give you a, a wee bit of that, but there's not really another midfielder in there that does that. So it's the amount of injuries that I actually think is the problem rather than individuals that are out. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's amazing you mentioned um, Rachel Rose. You, you almost forget that she arrived in the summer. Because she got injured so early on, you, you forget that she's she's there and she's sort of ongoing a bit a bit of rehabilitation. Um, Lauren, one of the the things that we saw at Glasgow City, we obviously saw um, Rio Hardy, who's really impressed me since since she arrived in the summer. Of course, similar to Chelsea, mm-hmm. scored in the matches against Spartan Aberdeen and and Hearts. Probably mm-hmm. should have scored um, against mm-hmm. Glasgow City to to really sort of put us in the lead at that point. Of course, mm-hmm. um, have you been impressed well thus far? I have been, yeah. Um, however, I just, I just, I just kind of feel that it's been quite difficult um, to to actually the first the first three games. You know, I was like really impressed with quite a few like a few players and players in the teams like Real Hardy included. But then 
from the Glasgow City game and then the Partick Thistle game, I just feel that this, the play was really quite scrappy, like overall. Um, and I also felt like they were just quite, they were holding back. I said that to you at the Glasgow City game, it was like a sort of lack of confidence. Um, and I felt that with Rio Hardy as well uh, at the Glasgow City game. Um, and I, it was like, it was it was throughout the whole team. So it's been kind of difficult to sort of like, really forge a sort of opinion on how how she's going to like like impress going forward. I mean, I think she will. Uh, I just don't know what's going on in these last couple of games. Yeah, absolutely. Claire, we, we've obviously brought in um, a few um, extra players in the summer. Rio, Hardy has arrived. Um, Rachel Rose arrived. I was really impressed with Michelle Coulson and her ability to bring the ball out um, against Glasgow City. One of the things that we're seeing in the men's team just now um, John Souter has a, a wonderful ability to just drift out from centre-half with the ball at his feet. I, I thought she was really good um, at Glasgow City with that, has a really decent range um, of passing as well. You know, it's just one of these, I think what we have to understand is, and we spoke about this off-air very slightly, is that the, the change of formation is a biggie for these players and the support going to watch these players because so often, and I'll let you expand on this, we've been used to seeing a back four with Rangers, almost a standard back four. You knew who would be playing right back, you knew who would be playing left back, and you had an idea of who would be playing in the two central positions. It's changed now, um, and it's part of a new regime, and we just we, we have to embrace it, and we have to get used to it. It's, it's exactly that. And, you know, off air, we were talking about the fact that probably for a lot of teams in this country, the standard formation, go-to formation, was a 4-3-3 for a lot of teams. So a lot of these players, as I'd said, you know, I'm not saying that they're not capable of playing a 3-5-2, but they're used to playing in a 4-3-3 formation. So it's probably you need to try and not be so critical of the fact that they're, they're learning a new formation in amongst new players that have been brought in. It just takes time. And then obviously there's different ways to play these formations. It's not yeah. just a, a three, five, two, and then on you go. You know, coaches want different things. Yeah. And obviously she wants the two, the right and left centre half to be pushing forward to create overloads in the wide areas, which is exposing them at the back. And hence why they've probably lost the well goals in most games, you know, yeah. other than on Sunday. So it's, it is just a bit time and it's about allowing them to jail. I, I just think it's not quite happening. And then up front on Sunday in particular, I feel as if the top three, Ewan's, Hardy and Howitt, just were playing really individually. They weren't yeah. linking together, which obviously to score goals, you need players to link. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, you're absolutely right. I actually forgot about Sarah Ewan. She kind of arrived just as the season started. I forgot all about her. You're absolutely right. Um, and I agree fully. It's really important that if you're playing three up top, there has to be that sort of um, that chemistry, if you like, there, and, and everyone gets it, and everyone's on board with the same thing. Listen, one thing I want to stick with you on, Claire, if I can. Um, one thing we don't have is a lot of older players. Um, I, I, I think we were now at the stage, and again, it was a conversation we had before we started. People like Kirsty Howitt and, and Rachel McLaughlin are finding themselves as senior members of the family now if you like so because we've got such a an influx of of youth coming through macaulay mccleary mclean laura berry ailey austin all these girls are coming through and they're looking up to girls that probably aren't that much older than them which i'm sure they'll love me saying <laughs> that they're, they're definitely now senior members of the group because the experience they've got 
a league title behind them as well. So they've got a big responsibility to the up and coming. It is. It's, it is a big responsibility, and going from you know being a younger player in a squad to sometimes becoming a senior member can happen almost overnight. It can feel like, and your responsibility becomes different. And it's not that I don't think they are capable enough to to lead and guide younger players. It's not that. It's just now that they're, they're thinking about their own game, but they're also trying to lead younger players either beside them, behind them, in front of them, whatever it might be. And it just changes the dynamic a little bit. And again, it just takes time for them to get used to that. It's not something, you know, some folk will take to it, like a duck to water, but other folk, it just takes a wee bit of time to adapt. But I'm sure all of them will, will come good, but it is all new to them, along with the formation and yeah. the new manager. <laughs> just lots to learn, isn't it? <laughs> and listen, it must be, I mean, I see this as a, as a fan, I you often think about your own job and how you you sort of you, you want to change your job. You often think like you'll just you'll bed into it. Footballs are. I sometimes think that you you believe football is just a, a natural sort of thing. You can go and play football wherever you go and play. If you go and play football in Colombia, you can play it the same way as you play over here, and it never ever works like that because of environment, formations, people around you. It's it's entirely entirely different to. A standard Joe like any of you two or my just sort of changing our job. Um yeah. Lauren, I want to speak to you about Mia Macaulay, who I've been really impressed with. Um mm-hmm. this obviously we have we've seen sort of Jody McLean's been in and around the football team for, for last season. We we know about Kirsty and we knew about Emma Watson, who of course has moved on now. Um Mia seems to be the next one that has absolutely came on to um the scene. Very impressive. Good start to the season, scoring against Glasgow City, a fantastic breakaway and a really good finish. She really is looking the part in that role, just as a right-sided forward. Yeah, I mean, um, like again, again, as I said earlier, sort of credit to Joe Potter for sticking to her word and like giving the youth the chances. And um, you know, Mia's first game a, a few games ago when she comes on and scores, and she's just like she's one of those players you just look at and you're just like just so impressed with right away. Um, and then it's obviously the fact that I, I watched our post-match interview and they were asking her about our goals and she was like, I don't know, I can't remember anything about it. And it's just like, it was just kind of, you know, it must have just been an amazing moment for her. And then like, you know, seeing seeing these young youngsters like feeling like that and you could see like the actual the joy and the elation that she was feeling, you know, that's going like, to really up her confidence as well because... It is pressure to come in at such a young age to play um, in the first the women's team for Glasgow Rangers. You know, it's um, it's a massive thing, and then especially like just now when you know we do have like quite a few injuries, and we're talking about you know like other players having to come in and like fill fill those boots. I mean, I know she she's not filling anyone's boots. She's like she's Mia McCauley. She's playing her own position, but. You know, um, there is that pressure there because we we are like kind of short of players and everything. So it's a it's a big demand um, on the team as a whole. So like, should we should be feeling it uh, just on a personal level? I would imagine. Um, but I'm really excited to just kind of see what her season's going to look like going forward. And she's one that I think is going to uh, get big things ahead for her. Claire Lawton, you know, I, I I completely agree with. You. I think it's going to be a big season. For Macaulay, I really do. But interestingly enough, the the role that she plays in 
Um, we've always we know that there are players that can play in there who have been available since the start of the season. You, you, Lizzie Armlet's unavailable, Megan Bell's unavailable, Brogan Hay um, is unavailable. If any of those three become fit suddenly, um, Macaulay, I think, quite rightly, still maintains a right to hold on to that jersey based on her form so far. Yeah, I think she does. I think she's basically probably performed most consistently in the team over a number of weeks and she's scoring goals and important goals at that. So I don't think or I don't see how you can then take the jersey off her given the performances she's put and she can clearly take the weight of it. Um, And she's very capable. I like how direct she is, you know, in her movement as well for being such a young age. She's got very good movement. Um, So, yeah, I fully expect if players become fit, that she keeps that, if she continues to perform. So it will be interesting to see what Joe Potter does do, if and when, you know, the likes of Brogan Hay, Megan Bell become available. Yeah, because, I mean, I think everyone knows that um, the three that I mentioned there that are out are, are important. I think they may been important to, if, if the, the fullback that's been playing them, behind them would, would understand the importance of having that familiarity with someone playing ahead of you. The, the way that Macaulay's came in and just sort of bedded herself in, I think, has been really impressive. Um, and again, I go back to the experience maybe having Rachel McLaughlin playing behind her, her being the sort of more experienced player is, is really important. Maybe someone to talk you through the game. Bits that maybe she may miss for being so young. Um, so, yeah, I, I predict a, a big season for her this year of course only signed pro in the summer um, with, with Laura Berry so um, I, I think she looks like a really exciting player and, and hopefully one that um, has a big season for the club listen Claire I'm going to stick with you um, Joe Potter so far um, I love asking you these difficult questions a verdict on Joe Potter, Potter so far what do you think? <laughs> Joe Potter I. Joe Potter <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe Potter see to be honest I like her. Um, do you know? I like she's. She seems very focused. Yeah. I think she knows exactly what she wants to achieve. So she's obviously trying, and she's obviously got a belief in her system, which she's trying to embed in this group of players. And you know, I just think, as I said, the fact that she's been an ex-player, I think is important as well. Just it's just a different kind of dynamic that the girls have maybe not had before. Yeah. And somebody they can relate to, as I say, she can put their, herself into their shoes at times when she's trying to explain stuff. And sometimes when you've when you've been in that situation, you can give a different perspective on things that maybe a player's not thought of herself because they've been there and done it. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean, probably if I'm being honest, I don't think the performances have been that great over the, the, coming, the last couple of weeks. But I think it just takes time and I think it will come good. And I do think she will be good for the squad. So, yeah, I, I like her. And I, I do I think she is, like Lauren says, comes across as if she's very honest. So I think that can only be a good thing. But I would say that. Do you think Do you think that um, someone coming from out with the, the sort of goldfish bowl of, of women's football in, in, in Scotland is important? So she's obviously came up from from Birmingham, I would imagine that her her knowledge of 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 Rangers would be she she knew she knows about the the institution that we are, etc. It's a huge job for her to take up as a as a first real 
true management job. She clearly backs herself, I think, is, is where I'm going with it. She obviously does, but again, you know, you have to, don't you? You have to if you're going to take jobs like this. And she would have done, you know, our, our research and, and everything before coming up about, you, you know, the club obviously has to match to her as well and what yeah. they're expecting and what they're willing to give has to match what she wants to do with the club she goes to. So, yeah, I mean, it's difficult, but I think as well what you need to re remember is she's still trying to learn Scottish football too. Yeah. It's not the same as English football. It's different. Yeah. So she's still trying to bed in as well. So it's, a, it's just a lot of new things that are all combined together and it does take time. And the, the bottom line is she's not lost. She's not lost a game yet. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're 100% right. Lauren, what, what, same question to yourself. Early impressions so far. And listen, we're five games in unbeaten, as, as Gemmell rightly points out. Um, are you impressed with Joe Potter so far? I am just, I mean, Claire said just everything there. Um, it's early days, you know, she's she's got like a, a really young team. Uh, like she's, it's quite a quite a new team. Um, again, they're sort of dealing with some injuries. That's like, I think everyone in Rangers, like like any Rangers fan is sick of hearing the words, oh, we need time to gel because it's everything that's like being said with the first team and the women's team. But I mean, it is true. Um, and, you know, we've seen, although we've had like maybe... The, the game at the weekend there against Partick and then the, the Glasgow City game, they weren't they weren't great, you know. I mean the, the three games before that were and then we had like I feel the preseason was quite short, but it was a, a pretty positive preseason as well. Um, you know, so there's like you say it's early days. Um another thing as well that I'm really quite impressed with Joe as well, she she really is um just kinda she seems really sort of um, what a um, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but um, in our interview with you, Scott, like she was really sort of like impressed with Glasgow Rangers, and she was just really happy with how much she'd been welcomed to the club, uh, both by the men, like by everyone, and she said it was just a really great environment. Now, as a fan, that's a, that's what you want to hear as well about your club, um, you know. So she seems really keen to just kind of. She was keen to become a manager rather than an assistant coach. Um, and she obviously, as you said, she did her research in Glasgow Rangers was where she wanted to come. And like, just seemed a great place. And when she did come and visit, she just felt really welcomed and integrated in, into the club. So, you know, that's, that's what you want. And I think that sort of integration is what's going to be successful, like, hope, well, hopefully be successful. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. One of the things that, it came across abundantly clear um, that afternoon when I spoke to her was how impressed she was with, besides the club, the, the setup of the club, the the facility, um, the, the people in and around the club, the way that the the, the players are looked after. Um, she was she was really really positive about um, everything she'd seen so far, and at that point, um, was absolutely ready to go. It was it was quite clear that um, she was she was raring to go. So. Um, yeah, I, I think she'll be, I hope she'll be a very successful coach for the, for the women's team. Um, and I hope she's got, a, she's got a trophy or two to, to celebrate come the end of the season. Lauren, um, first one of the season. Thank you for coming on and joining us. Well done. Thank you. It was fab. Like, looking forward to the next one already. Absolutely. We'll be back in four weeks. And Gemmell, listen, I can't, I can't go without asking you this question. Um, I think I asked you this at the start of the last season when we were on. Were you gutted when the first game of the season was on? 
and you were only playing? See, honestly, and the truth is, I don't think I'll ever get over not playing. That's a true answer. It's just something that you, you're always going to miss. Um, yeah. You just get more used to it, I would say, is a good answer. Oh, I more used to it, but uh, you, you don't ever, I still miss it. And that's what, this is the third season now, that the start of the third season where I've not played. And I do still miss it. That's not. That's a great answer, Claire. We'll clip that. That's a great answer. I love it. <laughs> Listen, it's always good to see you back. Well done. I'm really, I'm genuinely, I'm really, really pleased you've chose to come back this season. So thank you for that. Welcome back. No, I've enjoyed it. Thank you. So don't forget, if you're not following us across our social media, then you can. We're available right across social media under This Is Ibrox, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're on threads as well, if that's still a thing. Um, I should say, if you are looking to follow the This Ibrox women account on Twitter, then you can. It's at This Is Ibrox, R-W-F-C. Um, please jump on there and, and follow us. We will be back in four weeks' time for the update at the end of September. We really look forward to that. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to follow and like and subscribe. Um, and we'll see you again very shortly. Thanks for watching. Podcast Network.